0: hello welcome back everybody welcome to another episode of sex wars uh today we have with us marnie who is a youtuber a i guess a dating coach of sorts maybe a pickup artist a wing girl for hire i'm not exactly sure how how would you describe your 40
1: different things i like that um (laughs) Yeah. You said it perfectly. I'm, I'm a, a woman of all traits, but yeah, I'm a wing girl first and foremost to hundreds of thousands of men all over the world. And then I have a podcast. I'm on YouTube and I market myself in many ways.
0: Okay, great. And Annika is here as always. You said you had some questions. Do you want to just,
2: I saw, yeah, I saw some of the reactions that you get from guys who I'm going to assume are in the um, in the category of not getting women. Um, And when I thank you, (laughs) sorry, I didn't realize how bad my lighting was. Um, Okay, so uh, that was my husband. Um, So some of the reactions that I've seen that you get are a guy saying that you couldn't possibly know what you're talking about, uh, because you're a woman, Mm -hmm. and that they wouldn't get They wouldn't go ask a fish how to fish. They would ask a fisherman. Yeah, but the men that that they're following
1: thousands of times. It's so unoriginal. Yeah, I so have I, (laughs)
2: because I watched. I I like skip through some of your content, and the biggest criticisms I get that I've seen that you get are that you couldn't possibly know how women think because you're a woman. And um, but. But these are guys who also um, think that any woman that smiles at a man or nods or is in any way cordial means she wants to sleep with them, uh, without taking a baseline. And I see that a lot among these guys. Like if I'm, if I, well, back when we could be in public, if a woman at a bar is just nice to a guy and she's blowing him off kindly, the guy in his mind will turn to his friends and be like, man, she wants to fuck me. She wants oh, to fuck me it. hard. And it's like, no, dude, you totally. And I, I see that in our comments a lot. Like if, if we're talking to a male, the main comment is that I'm trying to fuck them or like um, even LP, There's there's been a lot of things that I've seen people say about him. It seems like you're in the same category as he and I that.
1: Yeah, I mean, to be honest, not that I I like these comments, but I, I like I go when I watch videos. So, sorry,
0: that Marnie, remember. real quick, real quick, before you go off, is it possible for you to raise your mic volume at all? I, I don't have any. Yes, is that better?
1: To... Yeah. Oh, my gain was down. Sorry, no wonder it was showing red.
0: I apologize. No, I was I was gonna say. sorry. I think that's actually a bit too much. Oh no, better. Yeah, I think, yeah. Okay, I like to be uh, like
1: God so nobody else the, can speak, so. Yeah, you were, um, okay,
0: sorry, sorry about that, yeah, go ahead.
1: I was going to say, I think these just are a lot of really angry and upset people who are looking for anything to take their anger out on and their frustrations out on. So I, I was saying before, I go on YouTube all the time. I rarely comment, even, even when I really like information that I've seen. So, and I know that I get tons of views on YouTube and maybe like 300 comments. Maybe 50 of them are negative. So I know that it's not the majority of people who are thinking these things. They're just, they're looking for some kind of outlet. And I'm happy to give that to them. I don't really speak to them or comment on their comments. I just understand that they're frustrated and in pain. And if they're watching my videos and getting something or some sort of help, same thing with people watching you guys, they're coming to you for a reason. And they have this barrier up but hopefully, if they keep coming back, that barrier will slowly get knocked down, and they'll change their point of view, and then they'll start debating people who make those comments. So I don't see. There's, as there's it.
0: definitely a lot of negativity on YouTube, and it's good to ignore it. That's something that I struggle with. I'm, I'm one of the, I'm just drawn to the negative, and I always want to argue with people, but I've gotten a bit better. But I, I, I want to play devil's advocate here a little bit because I think I understand where the guys are coming from in the sense that like. Women, a lot of time, if I'm being honest, like they don't seem to know what they want. Yeah, and they'll they'll say that they want. Es- they're very like esoteric, you know. They're very hard to understand because they'll say they want, or they'll 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 say you figure it out because they don't even know. And I, I think that's probably what the guys are getting I, I agree. at.
1: I, and I talk about that on my website that like 98% of women have have no clue how to describe what it is that they're attracted
2: to or what they're um, thinking
1: half the time when it comes to men. So even I, you, I get that.
2: Yeah. Even when you know what you want, it's sometimes it's hard to communicate that or mm-hmm. you don't want to communicate it too early on because you don't want the person to either move too quickly or not move fast enough. So it's like, it's almost like a dance. They always say that relationships, you know, there's that kind of back and forth. It also depends on what type of person you are and what you're seeking. And Marnie, I know that you, uh, one of the videos I watched of yours, um, you were kind of talking about like, you're, you're very good about nuance. Like, you're not nice. saying all women are like this or all women are like that. It's kind of, I think um, you're pretty good about like saying if this is what you're looking for, you know, and how oh, you-, you. You had said something about having an emotional connection with a woman, and I think guys misinterpret that, meaning that means, oh, I want to fall in love and have babies, and you said that that could mean just the sexual side. Yeah, like or it could mean a, a
1: friendship side. side. Well, exactly. I don't know but, if you guys watch The Bachelor or Bachelorette. I don't. I, I haven't, do it for research.
2: No. It, I was going to say I plan to do some some stuff. I'm in the process of moving, but okay, I gotcha. plan to kind of... Watch The Bachelor and Bachelorette. Well, so I started watching it again
1: this season. I got sucked in once again as they suck me in every single season when they come back on. But there was this – the the whole story of The Bachelorette this season is that this Bachelorette comes on, three episodes in. She falls in love with one of the guys, and she knew it from the very beginning, and then she announces she can't do it anymore. She doesn't want to go eight episodes or ten episodes, lead these guys on she wants to stop now and end the show. And they're like, this is the first time it's ever happened in Bachelor history. Anyway, she goes in and she announces this to the guys, which I think is the most respectful thing she can do saying like, yeah, I'm not going to lead you on and pretend that I'm not in love with this person. And one guy is really upset by this and he feels so like belittled and shamed by her and he kind of throws out you're going to be miserable after you leave this show, you're making a mistake. Anyway, separate from that, when she leaves the room, he's the one who says... I did everything to prepare for this girl. I studied up on her. I know everything about her. I know all her likes and her dislikes. (laughs) I should be the one she falls in love with. And I thought that that was a really interesting comment because so many of my clients think the same way. I'm doing all the right things. I know everything about her. I should have a strong emotional connection to her, but she's not feeling it and they don't understand that. And they don't understand how she could potentially have an emotional connection with somebody who doesn't do all of those things that they've done. So yeah. I, I get that for for a lot of guys that, that happens. To go back to the comment you were making before about women not knowing what they think or what they feel, most often women, when they're giving advice to other men, they give advice from the perspective of, oh, I'm already attracted to this person. So these are the things that I would want. They're not- Yeah, there's chemistry to begin with. Yeah, they're not realizing they're talking to people who may not already have the attraction of women. So the things that these women are saying are really great, don't count for those guys or they don't carry the same weight for those guys. So being nice and funny is a great thing to say, but it's being nice and funny when I'm already attracted to you and like you is when it actually wins me over. So being nice and funny alone- isn't the thing that's going to get me. And that's what I try to teach guys. Like you mentioned nuance. I'm trying to teach them like the step one, two, three, four, five. Once they get to that area of attraction, then they can listen to all the other advice from women. And when you're at that point where you're at step five, you're in a place where you're a man who knows more about himself and listens to his wants instead of caring so much about what the woman wants so that what you're actually doing does create attraction. Because... You are that attractive man at that point.
2: Yeah,
0: is an attraction just all based on looks, one hundred percent, and nothing else whatsoever? He's
2: he's um he's making (laughs) reference. We've had we've had plenty of guests in the past who there there's in the manosphere. There's also the incels, and even outside of the incels, a lot of them believe that it's pure looks that you could be the best looking guy on the planet and no matter how rude you are. And they all have the famous set of screenshots where they've catfished women with fake photos and the woman is like, yeah, I'll be right over. And the guy was like rude to her and said, I just want to fuck you and then kick you out. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm on my way. Like they I, all have I'm, like a I wouldn't respond to that.
1: There, there might be some women who do. And the truth is, is that when somebody's good looking, I'm going to look at them for a little bit longer and pay attention to them for a little bit longer. Yeah. But... I also have respect for myself and integrity and like a bar that you have to hit so that if you're not, if you're good looking, yeah, I'll look at you. I'll let you in. But you may not last that long if you don't have anything else. So I have this story. This is a long time ago. My friend Jessica, we were out at a bar like obviously pre-COVID and everything. And we were talking. She's like, oh my God, Marnie, go go get that guy's attention over there. I want to talk to him. He's so hot. I was like, okay, I, I'll go get him. So I went up to him and I said, oh, my friend Jessica <laughs> thinks you're cute because it's really easy to get a guy to come over and talk to a girl. Plus she's like a cute blonde. And she came. he came over to her. They started talking. And I could read her body language really well. And I could see that she wasn't into the conversation after like two minutes of talking. And I came over to her and she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I, you know, we have to go. My my friend's having a, a problem. We're gonna go, we're gonna go right now." And excuse herself from talking to the guy. And she looked over at me and said, "Why did you leave me talking to this guy for so long? He's so dull." And I thought that was really interesting because, again, looks, yeah, for sure, they're the first thing that I see about a person. The first thing that most women see about a person. But if you don't have much more after that, it's not gonna go that far. I mean, if women are looking to just go and have sex, yeah, most likely they'll find the prettiest person that they can be with and have sex with him and hope that he's really good in bed. But if they're looking for something else, they're going to want something else as well. So looks are a huge part of it. Doesn't mean good looking people are a huge part of it or good looks are a huge part of it.
0: So is there any hope for a guy who's really low on the look scale, you know, an, an ugly dude? Do, do you get clients like that? Are these people? I'll, I'll bring up, a, I'll give way? her an
2: example. Okay. I'll, yeah. I'll give you an example. Um, uh, what's his name? Two Ops, Black Cell or something. What's that guy's <laughs> name. You know who I'm talking about, right?
0: Yeah, the the N-cell two, two
2: Ops. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Oh crap. I actually pulled up the video game. Can I'm not, I don't have chat open. Can you tell me what his name is?
0: Um, I don't know.
2: God, somebody in the chat will get it. He's, he's.
0: A- I can probably find it here, but do you, do you get clients like that? Like, or, yeah. or do you, do you have to have something? to work with you get people you say sorry i can't help you no i never i
1: never say sorry i can't help you you're too (laughs) ugly for me to work with i just think it's hopeless as long Um, as the money is there are people who when they do come to me i say you need to talk to my stylist first we have to like sexy you up a bit because your initial look isn't sexy but if we add other things to you and sexy you up we can make you presentable Again, like, what kind I mean, of things I'm are we talking about? I'm not debunking about? the fact that guys say looks matter. Looks matter to everybody. Like, if you look like a really unattractive guy, and you dress like a schlump, and your fingernails are long and gross, and you don't know how to talk to women, and you don't have a good personality, and you don't have
2: like you have and so bad many posture. You. That's a yeah, huge one for me. Horrible, you're low. Bad confident. posture. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to do well, that. Are they are they flop when they walk? <laughs>
1: Right, exactly. Yeah, and like, so there are things to work on that that are superficial. Him. Okay. What so would you do to this him, guy? You could totally work on his
2: look. So he's. A That's what I looking. said. That's what I said. I think it's bad light. Okay, so I think the asymmetry of the the fedora.
0: You know, a fedora. I'm a not a stylist, team. but
1: my stylist can no. work wonders with him. She could do. Some, yeah. Because he's got really nice eyes. He's got very nice eyebrows. He has yeah. a long neck. That's what, he's I, like, said. Scarf That's what I said. Wear like scarves and stuff like that, and could wear a fedora you know. or even shave his head. Again, I'm not a style he's got person. Full lips. Oh yeah, he's got good full lips. Like you could do so much with his face. Because to be honest, he kind of looks a little bit like Justin Bieber. Oh, I think my kids are coming into the room right now. Oh. oh oh you're I having know. a bbc moment sorry well this is my son see end. what do you think of this guy Aww. what do you think of him? He's adorable
2: He's i like youth? kids
1: though. all right you gotta go buddy so oh, i'm unbiased okay. so well, just um, sit
2: down over there okay so one thing that i've said quite a bit to guys is that um one thing is like yeah um even if you're not gifted with good genetics like you don't have the best bone structure um or maybe even height One of the things that made me realize how just getting in shape makes a difference is I follow a lot of the transformation videos where a guy that was three or four or 500 pounds lost weight and they're like really attractive afterwards. And they're after you're like, Holy shit, that guy's like really good looking. He's like an eight or a nine. Whereas before he was like a two and there's, there's a wait, hold on a second. I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to get my husband. Sorry. I apologize. (laughs) That's so adorable yeah do you remember I, the bbc where the guy's having a yeah yeah, the, the BBC yeah the
0: I, I like that she's married i think that speaks to her creds as uh either, yeah. like i wouldn't want to take dating advice from somebody who wasn't married <laughs> personally
1: i agree sorry five thirty and no. on it's hard without her nanny here
0: I apologize. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So continue.
1: You're, what was no, the question? So, guy no, loses well, weight. He loses a lot of weight, and he's gorgeous when he.
2: Yeah, I've seen a lot of those transformations where, um, even if they have stretch marks or loose skin, or they're maybe not in as good a shape as they could have been had they never been overweight, they're way more attractive. And then they have the fat guy personality. So they've got the sense of humor. and They've got the the <laughs> kindness. They've got the empathy. They've got all that stuff, and they're mm-hmm. they're adorable. And now they're hot. I know and so I've seen that so many times, like if you go on, you know, if anybody here follows like the G rated Instagram, there's a lot of like body transformations, like keto groups and stuff. They have those and it's women as well. I mean, it's. Oh yeah. Guys. Well, I, I, I've seen that so many
1: times. I have actually my friend's ex-husband, he, he was that person. So he used to be really overweight in high school. And very unattractive. He was always into sports in high school, but he was kind of like the mascot or like the guy who sat on the bench. So he wasn't like big into that. But he developed a personality when he was in high school because he wasn't really good looking. And then once he graduated from high school, went to college, he got really into like lifting weights and being healthy. And he became a stud. Like his body was absolutely amazing. No body fat. So he was the sweetest person. So funny and now really good looking and that's a good package obviously yeah yeah and i've seen it the other way too guys in high school or guys who are really good looking didn't develop a personality because in high school you don't need a personality like if you're good looking you're popular you don't really need to do very much so you're kind of screwed if later on in life you're not really the good looking person anymore or your looks start to fade because you haven't really developed a personality yeah
0: uh, let me ask you this, Marnie. So we, our audience is mostly male, probably like around 90%, give or take. And uh, I think one thing I see from guys, and I can attest to this myself because I was single up until fairly recently uh is that they don't know where to meet a woman you know that like you go on tinder and it's either these shallow thoughts who won't even swipe right on you in the first place or like these fat single moms that you're not interested in yeah. where do you meet a woman who you can have a sort of who you're could who be a good match what, what do you say to guys Well, you
1: have to figure out who you are first and then draw a map to see who you are, where you would hang out, where you'd like to hang out, where the girl that you would like to hang out with would hang out. So a long time ago we had, um, oh my God, what's his name? The guy who's like the ultimate asshole. Oh my God, what was his name? He wrote a book like, what's his name?
0: Did, are you quiet for some reason uh, dick, uh dick masterson dan, dan
2: balzerian sorry no lots of assholes
1: out there obviously oh <laughs> yeah, i forgot what his name is he was on our uh, podcast Masterson's
2: a tool. oh my uh, god a tool. A Dan oh
1: they made a movie British, about him you...
0: it's his book called the ultimate Asshole.
1: Neil
2: Strauss?
1: No, No, not Neil Strauss. But but I, but (laughs) I had dinner with this guy and Neil Strauss. So that's interesting. What the hell was his name? Anyway, he was on our podcast. And this was after he was like done being an asshole and he wanted to have a girlfriend. And he came on to our show and he was talking about like how he found a girlfriend. So he said that you know, he was he would be a huge player. He would go out to clubs all the time and he would meet these really, you know, shallow, empty women, and he'd love it. He'd have a blast with them. They'd have a blast with each other being empty together. And Tucker, then when he wanted a girlfriend, Max. and he's what is it? Max. Tucker Max. I
2: have a really that's good it. friend of mine live like bestie
1: with him. That's, that's okay, so you know him.
2: Okay, so yeah, right Tucker now. Max.
1: So he said well, I don't
2: know that it. a friend of mine does.
1: Okay. So he said that when he wanted to get a girlfriend, he went out to the same places and was trying to get a girlfriend at the same places, but he kept finding these girls. He's like, I don't really like these girls. I don't want them to be my girlfriend. Maybe I'm not a relationship guy. And then he said, You know what? The kind of girl I want as my girlfriend, they're not these types of girls. So he thought to himself, How do I find these girls that I want to date? And he started to make like, uh, character of the perfect vision of a girlfriend. And then he started like, you know, drawing lines from her body. And he would say where she would hang out. She would do yoga. She would do pottery. She liked, you know, activism. Like all, all these things to figure out who she would be. And then, oh yeah, see, interesting. Oh, that's so nice. So I'm sure he's like a wonderful guy now. Um, But that's, that's where he started to find... The people, the women that he wanted to date, he figured out who who the woman was that he wanted to date and figured out who he was, and then he explored those places. It's a little bit more challenging now because of COVID, but many of those places still exist and have created online communities, which actually can sometimes be tighter communities. So it's not a negative that we're going through this right now, or it doesn't really cut you off from potentially meeting new people. It's just a little bit harder, and you have to get more creative.
2: yeah.
0: So yoga studios, basically. Yeah.
2: <laughs> is that what you yeah. heard out of all that? Um, yeah, that you was know, my
0: takeaway. <laughs>
2: what's, what's funny is I've done yoga for years, since I was like 14. And there's this stereotype of men who go to yoga that they're all looking for women. Um, every time I've ever been to a yoga studio, and I've been to a lot of different ones, um, I've never had that experience where the yeah. creepy guy is, even outdoor yoga, which is a lot more um, laid back, and it usually you have you know two or three hundred people doing it in a public space
1: either yeah I've never yeah, like I've never, I've never person, had that but I mean like I am a yoga person I'm a gym person most guys who do go there want to also work out like if yeah if they want a girl who likes yoga it's because they're also into fitness and health
2: right yeah. so yeah. they have an um, interest there yeah the the gym that I'm a member of it's a Relatively expensive gym, but um, a lot of the guys that do the yoga there are guys that they have personal trainers, and they're uh, like really big. And right. the one thing that's preventing them from getting to the next step is flexibility. So they're told by their trainers to take yoga classes. classes. So you'll see these really big muscular guys in yoga, unable to do any of the moves, and they're there. A lot of them do flow yoga, which is like you know what flow hey, is. It's yeah. where you're like constantly moving, um, and they'll do flow and. Oh no, is your sound just... cut out. Okay, can you hear me? Oh yeah, now I can hear you. Okay, sorry. so you're
1: basically saying you signed up don't... for yoga to meet men.
2: No, 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 no. No, <laughs> I've been joking. doing yoga. I'm for... joking with that, you. <laughs> that's funny though. Yeah, but no, I um no, that's what spin class is for. <laughs> ah,
1: see, <laughs> there you go. I've met a lot kidding. of guys at the gym. I so I anybody I've never... who says don't yeah. bother bother women at gym at the gym, I do not agree with. Like I have dated guys yeah. at my gym. I've dated a trainer you can meet people at the gym for sure i never yeah, never oh my god nah. yeah oh it's really, just when sure. i
2: go there i want to get like i mean it's it's my workout time
1: so. see i just want to be distracted so maybe that's why i'm more open yeah.
2: to <laughs> meeting yeah. people at the gym so but yeah lp have you ever have you ever paid to do an activity ju- that had nothing to do with dating just for the sheer chance to meet women like, have
0: you no, ever joined a gym no, or? I've, I've, okay. I go to the gym and stuff like that, but I've never, I've never, I've thought about it in the past. I Thought like, oh, maybe I should, you know, try going to church or going to something. I don't know, like a join a bowling league or something. <laughs> it's probably not a good place to meet women, but I, I never actually not? did do that though. Uh, you never know.
1: You never know who you, you're going. Yeah. To. I, I live in Los Angeles, so I think like bowling leagues out here are, are not really yeah. serious They're LA just is like different. to be I social to and have fun
0: yeah, yeah 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 I like bowling it is fun I when I was in Montreal I would actually host bowling nights and I would just like make the events on Facebook and get my friends to invite people and so right. people would meet people would meet that way or it's your friends bring their friends and you kind of cross pollinate the social circles or whatever oh, I
1: love that wait are yeah. you Canadian
0: uh, yeah. I am. I'm. Yeah. I'm in Washington now. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I and I'm. I'm married now too. So I don't. It's not like an issue for me. But um, yeah, I never actually did that. But I did. Like I said, I did do the for a while hosting the bowling nights, which was a actually a good way to meet people. But you have to be. I think you have to be in a city for that to work. Or yeah. You know what I mean? There, it's going to be harder in a, a, a more rural or smaller place where either everybody knows each other, or there's just not that many people, or whatever. It's going to be hard to actually meet new people that way. But I, I could, I would never want to live in a city now again. <laughs> I'm so glad. I don't yeah. Why? Where do
1: you city. live? Are you far out of the city? Uh, so
0: we're just outside of Olympia, but so it, so we're next to the city, but we're like living on the lake, so it's oh, that's quiet. Amazing. Yeah, 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 it's nice here. I live, I, I live the deep trees in,
2: the in the Washington. City. You're deep in yeah, the city. I, well, I'm deep. I'm in the city, and now my job is probably going to be permanent work from home for the most part. So I'm moving out. I'm moving out to trees and lakes, and so yeah, oh gosh, amazing. That's yeah, so nice. and it and the everything is lining up perfectly. 2020 has been my year, but I've had a lot of bad years before. So I I'm just making up for all my bad right. past. So this has been a really good year for me, but um, yeah. And so, um, yeah. So the other thing that I kind of wanted to pick your brain about is um, kind of what are your views on a lot of the popular male pickup artists, like some of the bigger names. Um, I don't, I don't want to talk shit about anybody, but there, there, there's a list of guys that exists out there of the guys who try to tell other men how to get laid. Um, I don't, think that their advice is straight. And my husband, and I were actually talking about Mike Cernovich last night. Um, Mike Cernovich apparently used to be a pickup artist. I was not aware of that. Are you guys familiar? Yeah,
0: I, like, t- I, guy. I, I barely know anything. about. I, him I, he's either. got some cringe out there that I've heard of. So yeah, yeah.
1: I'm, I'm so not in that world anymore. But that's okay. who I like kind of Grew up with in this community, I was the first woman ever allowed to speak at a pickup artist event. And the first female run company um, Mm -hmm. to be involved with the pickup artist industry. And initially, there weren't other resources for men. Like they didn't have Cosmo and they didn't have like all of these, you know, warm and bubbly butterflies. uh, Like, conferences that existed that gave them really good information about love and relationships they had underground layers because it wasn't cool and it wasn't proper to talk about these things you know above ground in front of other people so they they had the pickup artist world and there were tons of amazing and there still are tons of amazing men within that world um a lot of them are really young and a lot of them have routines that actually work extremely well on women. They're psychology based and people tend to respond to a lot of these things. One of my favorite guys is Brad P. He's like, you know, like me, we're both old in that community now, but he did thousands of hours of research and testing to to figure out an exact routine for every stage of seduction, He's not a jerk. He's not trying to manipulate women. He's trying to be successful with women, and now he then he passes that information on to he's, other men.
2: He's giving women the opportunity to have an experience with him. Exactly. That's I've heard some and of he these has guys. He
1: an amazing experience. And he looks – I've always said this. He looks like Big Bird. He's not, like, super hot, but he's so <laughs> sexy and so attractive because he's so confident. Um. Anyway, I'll, I'll get back to your question. There are okay. some – pick-up artists who lead from a place of anger towards women yeah. and therefore their materials tend to manipulate, objectify, and pick on women who are extremely insecure and then crush those women for the pain that these guys have had previous to you know knowing everything that they know now. Those guys I'm not huge fans of. But I will still say a lot of the stuff that they teach works. It, it does. It like the routines tend to work. And you can't, what's this?
0: Is that him? That's Brad yes. Pitt. Oh, how
1: do you find a picture of him? He doesn't have any pictures. <laughs> he's not very um, good looking. Yeah, most,
2: most of the photos are of Brad Pitt, but yeah, he's not that good looking. Um,
1: no, but he
2: is, I'm telling
1: you. But he, he has he charisma. Is the most. Yeah, I remember I went to this PUA summit back in like 2000. And, eight or something like that and everybody there was you know on stage talking and they would get off stage and they weren't able to talk to me after they were just you know lecturing a room full of guys on how to talk to women and how to approach women and, how to do this. and they would come talk to me and they would be nervous and they couldn't make eye contact and it was like very strange but brad he walked up to me and i just felt like i wanted to do anything that he told me to and i wanted to be a part of of whatever world he wanted to show me. He was fun and light and jokey, and he has the funniest laugh in the end. He sounds like like a cartoon, like a puppet or something. Like, huh, huh. like he laughs so weird. But it, it, I just was drawn in by him. And I know that he was working a semi-routine on me, and I, yeah. I still liked it. It made me feel good. Yeah. And I like being around him.
2: Yeah. I've had plenty of, like, experiences in my life where, like, a guy was – very entertaining and very interesting. And he knew how to kind of work and weave through and like, and like, say what you're thinking with it. And you're like, Whoa, how did I give him that signal? But I've never slept with them. And that's right. the thing is like, and I've told guys, like, hey, you're really interesting. You're really funny, but I'm not going home with you tonight. I think you're cool. Like, I'd love to go bowling sometime, but right. like, you know, um, and I think that's another thing that, uh, uh, so if you were to give advice to women
1: yeah.
2: uh, on how to, like, as far as being transparent or as far as being upfront and honest, because that's another problem that I dealt with in my early twenties is I was very shy and quiet, if you can believe that. Um, And it was difficult for me to, I ghosted all the time. I was oh, constantly yeah. ghosting because yeah. I never, and it wasn't because I was- Typical. What?
0: I just said typical. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no. Any,
0: any guy who's done dating, like online dating or that, knows what it's well, like. Well, it wasn't online to, but... dating.
2: It'd be like I met them somewhere through friends or something somehow. Yeah. You yeah. Remember... Oh, I did Wouldn't the same thing. Flaking. I still do Wouldn't the same be thing. flaking out here. No, LP. It wasn't a flake. I was still a virgin. <laughs> I'm talking about like back before I was had ever been. It's, a... it's always a flake if
0: you go someone. Come on now.
2: It was just one of those where it's like, does this guy like me? And a friend would say, yeah, I think he likes you. And then you're just like, I don't know what to say. You know, mm-hmm. you blame so I did it on the your flip thing. phone. I,
1: did the, I, <laughs> I was, I was shy. I was uncomfortable. I did the same thing. It was easier just to
2: well, I yourself hurt and stop talking feelings. to somebody. So what would be your, what would be your advice to young women? Cause usually that's a young woman thing. And I, I think guys think they do it just cause they're rude and shitty. I think it's, they don't, know how to say no to the guy without hurting his feelings and the other thing is i don't like guys trying to negotiate with me when i say no and they're like well give me another chance and i'm like no and they're like but i didn't mean to say that thing i said no it's like so i mean that's a sign of weakness
1: i think if you're trying to negotiate when a woman is saying no to you unless she's not being 100 percent clear and she's being wishy-washy about what she's saying and he still is persistent then I'm okay with that. But if a woman is clearly saying, I'm, I'm not into you, I'm sorry, I don't feel those things for you. And the guy's like, well, what, what if this? And what if that? And what? Like, No, I'm not, I'm not into that. The advice that I would give to women or my 20-year-old self, the advice I would give to me is um, you're helping people more by being upfront with them now, and it's going to save you a lot of time and energy Just to say what you're thinking. And you can still be a chicken and say it over text. You don't have to do it face to face. But just say it and say it clearly. Don't give wiggle room. Don't try to be nice in what you're saying so that they feel good. Do it so that it's clear and direct about what your own intention is
0: yeah uh it's, it's so hard advice to take I'm, i probably would still well, no, it no it is like i mean i'm but you really touched on something when you said that women just don't want to deal with the confrontation even just like the little bit of awkwardness you know so mm-hmm. they'll just just uh, ghost out on you uh, guys do that too, I'm sure. But that that's just that really grinds my gears. That's something that's wrong with the whole modern world. You know, it's, it's not just about helping the guy. Uh, it, it's about having like the basic courtesy and decency to communicate like an adult. Right. Can we all agree on that?
1: Oh yeah, I mean, but if we were yeah. all adults and a lot of things would work better in this world and they don't, yeah. so most of us are yeah. not adults. We're little kids, Too wearing big, big kid, like big adult the, clothing. We're all the other uncomfortable. Thing that I,
2: what? Yeah, when I lived in Los Angeles, one way that I justified it, whether this is right or wrong LP, is there were a lot of times where, like if I met a guy online and we went out once and there didn't seem to be chemistry and there was no like plans for another date, if they'd wait like a week, and text, hey, you want to go out again? I knew that they were spinning plates. I knew that I was on a list because if the guy wanted to see me again, he would do everything in his power to not. Like twelve hours wouldn't go by without a text. Those that's not how you
0: necessarily know when it's true. I, mean, I,
1: I, I agree. Okay, well, I agree with
2: you. That's not necessarily are, true, you know, but that's how you thought. Okay. Then, then maybe I misread it. But it seems like I've had a lot of times where. Like it just seemed like there were other girls in the running and maybe they fell through. So he's like going through his phone trying to find, oh, who's
1: well, that girl? That's interesting. That, I went. that says a lot about, you know, where you are in your thoughts and what a has happened to of, well, you in was, the past. But that's what it guys what are I up against, against the right? They're up yeah. against your past experiences and your past yeah. experiences. This is the biggest complaint that I've heard when I talk to coaches who coach women. Most women say, my biggest fear is when is he going to disappear? So that is because most women at some point have a guy that they really like who suddenly disappears in some way. So they protect Uh, themselves. So then these really good guys who want to be up front have to battle through all of this past programming from other guys who have a great night with this woman or a great few dates with this woman and then disappear afterwards or start to slowly fade off in some way or don't contact them as much. So I'm not saying that either are right or wrong or like this is just your past programming so for me yeah. when i hear that i am I'm, I'm sure the guys that you were dealing with cuz you're very pretty i'm sure hold, that you were dealing hold with on, were like players hold on
2: yeah these weren't even my experiences that guys did that it was like hearing stories or like right. knowing a guy who did that to girls or hearing a girl talk about her experiences so it wasn't that this had happened to me so now the next guy has to deal with my past. It's that these were – it's almost – Yeah, stories you had. It's heard. almost like I was trying to be wise and yeah. I'm sure there were plenty of guys that I just blew off that I – but I'm happy now. So Yeah, exactly. You you, you are yeah, married or so. you're in a relationship
1: and you're yeah. happy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you said your husband before. Yeah. I yeah. have the same thing. I was friends with a lot of really good-looking guys when I was younger who would be really mean to girls? And I didn't want to be one of those girls. So I had a huge barrier up. Like you had to date me for a month and a half before I barely even kissed you when I was younger. Like I just didn't want anything to happen that I've seen guys do to other women. But on the, the other side to the comment that you made before, it's funny because I see all the advice that's out there for men. And a lot of the advice that's out there for men is like, don't text her right away. Don't contact yeah, her. Yeah, that's,
0: that's what I was thinking. Like guys, they get yeah. that advice. Like you got it. You know, there's like it's even in that movie, Swingers. I don't know yeah. if you guys remember that. Where they, you can't six days. You gotta wait six right. days, bro. Yeah.
2: Then five other guys have asked you out. That <laughs> I see, I'm, I'm just You're like I'm a just hot saying. blonde.
1: Of course, that's gonna happen, for you. Well,
2: no, I was a dork. I did robotics, and I like I wasn't I wasn't popular and I I ended up in industries where I was kind of like grungy. Like so I wasn't like That's a hot sexy chick that went out to all the bars. I was like the weirdo that you know had a welding helmet. Yeah, with like a welding <laughs> helmet strapped. Oh to the great. Back of so my then all the nerds cycle. went after you. You're like the <laughs> yeah, that was that was my group was the nerds. Yeah. Oh, the, amazing. Guys. the yeah the um yeah the gamers stuff like that. That was oh, kind of my that. group. Yeah. It keeps you single because <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't attracted to those types. Right. Exactly. So,
1: so what kind yeah. of guys were you attracted to? Or
2: I wasn't, to be honest about, I wasn't asexual because I had a healthy sex drive, but I would say 99 and percent of the males that I, in fact, I've, I talked to a therapist about this at one point. I said, I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, the overwhelming majority of men that I meet, I am. I'd say maybe half of them I'm kind of disgusted by the the other half I just there's no chemistry there. But the few relationships I've had there was like shitloads of chemistry. So it's oh, like I'm I'm cold and then like when I'm hot I'm hot. So it's I don't know. You. Yeah, and it's not like there's like even a type because that's the other thing I don't have a type. But I'm also a weirdo like I can go through pictures of famous actors I don't think any of them are hot. Like even the pictures of Brad Pitt came up. George Clooney. Think of like the hottest guys. I see him, I'm like, man, he looks okay. So maybe there's I'm kind something of the lo- same way. But
1: that may be also okay. because I don't know if you interact with a lot of men, but like I mean, have a lot, yeah, way more I, I'm than kind of the same yeah. Way. I used a to work lot. in finance a long time ago. And these are <laughs> that's like what that's the males, industry I'm in now. I was never interested yep. in any of them at all. Three-piece suits, because... that's what I do now because yeah, okay. I work so for an investment yeah. bank. Yeah, so then you're in yeah. a world of men who are
3: all very
2: yeah.
1: good-looking, all very well-dressed. They yeah. all sort of have the same style, same watch on their arm, same body type. So I, I get that. So that's why that look doesn't phase you anymore. But if I, for yeah. other women, it, it does, you know? Yeah. It does excite them.
2: Oh, yeah. Like I don't see them… Like, even when we would go out to lunch, uh, the way they would dress, you know, wearing like a $900 belt and stuff like that, women would notice the flock of investment bankers and then, you know, the rest of us. And it was funny because some of these guys are like pushing 50, but they're in good shape or maybe they're a little mm-hmm. older. And I don't see them as like sexual beings, but women would turn their heads and like, oh, my God. Um, but I guess because, yeah. yeah, maybe do you think that it could be you get – um it's almost like if a photographer is around lingerie models all day long, maybe he just gets used to it.
1: Yeah. Do you what think? What is it called? Like you're just um, – um, You get Constant exposure. But what is, what is it called? Yeah. You're like immune to whatever is in front of you. Um, whatever it's called. Like, yeah, I think it's just I, I know constant exposure yeah. that you're just like, oh, this isn't that big a deal anymore. And everybody looks like this. That's what my world is. So to be on top of that yeah. to stand out to me.
2: Yeah. So do you want to tell us how you met your husband and what, what did met he do? Um, I my husband.
1: I want to hear how you met your husband afterwards. And I'm going to have you on my podcast and you're going to tell us that story. I'll go on time. your podcast um, and talk about it. I would it. love for you to be on. I think you'd be great. Um, so I met my husband. I actually dated two of his friends. I dated his roommate, and I dated his friend, and um, his friend, after it didn't work out, he said, well, why don't you bring some girlfriends and come to the beach in Marina Del Rey? We have a volleyball game that we play every Sunday. You can meet some people. We can meet your friends. It'll be great. It's like, perfect. So we went there, and I met my husband on the beach, and I was not attracted to him at all. He was not. My my type is like, I'm from Toronto. I was, grew up in a Jewish community. I Uh oh. (laughs) Like very attractive guys. I like goofy guys. My husband is six foot four, mixed, you know, very fit, very good looking. I just did not find him attractive at all. But I really liked talking to him, and we had an hour and a half conversation on the beach. Again, didn't think anything of it. And then I kept seeing him out, and I started to like him a little bit more every single time. And then we met at this one bar, and he was wearing this nice sweater glasses he was sitting down so he wasn't so tall this time and he just was like teasing me like jab after jab after jab and then I was like wait this guy's actually cute I didn't see it before and then I asked him for his phone number and then we hung out the next week. Um, we ended up watching Entourage at his place. We didn't even go on a date. He asked me to go on a date to like a farmer's market and I was busy. And then I didn't have HBO at the time because I was making no money. So he's like, do you want to watch Entourage? And I was like, oh, yeah, I don't have HBO. I'll come over and watch Entourage. So we watched Entourage and then we've been together ever since.
2: Nice. The farmer's
1: market. That was such a L.A. Oh my place gosh! To yes. Date. I know. Do you I get loved to the Apple it. That was our thing after. Group? We go We, we go to every Sunday farmer's market. We loved it.
2: Uh, that's a cute story. Oh, thanks.
0: Okay. Uh, so we're kind of coming up on time here. We got about 15 minutes left. Uh, and I don't want to keep Marnie lazy. you I got the family and everything. So uh, somebody sent me a video last week in response to uh, – so we we had actually a famous – in cell on on the show a couple weeks ago, who was telling us like, "Oh, looks are the only thing that matters," and we we were arguing with him, you know, saying that we don't agree with that. Uh, somebody sent this video clip for us to watch and react to. They they say that it proves that that ugly guys just they have no hope whatsoever. So i'll let's I'm gonna yeah, let's play this here, yeah, and then I'll get you guys to uh, give your thoughts.
3: Right, oh. Flynn.
4: Flynn. Ah, oh. <laughs> hello, hello, everybody.
3: Hello, Flynn. It, yeah, yeah, it, yeah,
4: It is an honor to meet you, to meet you both. Oh, it's so
3: an honor so to meet you. It's an honor to meet you. Hi, <laughs> Hi I, Flynn.
4: I have uh, seen a couple of your videos, and I can honestly say they are the best. Your voice <laughs> well, is just are wonderful wonderful
3: oh you're so you've got such a soothing accent you could be really good with ASMR
4: (laughs) as a matter of fact I made only one but uh, Mm -hmm. I think maybe you should um, check it out it's called the Mm -hmm. Flynn Steyer reading ASMR
3: (laughs) I will do because you've got a very calm soothing accent and where are you from uh,
4: Saugerties, Saugerties, New York.
3: Oh, so you're you're close to. Listen, <laughs> what are you doing? And um, so you're close to. Uh, our we had a New Yorker on earlier, Alexander? I don't know if that's close, though. Don't know if that's close, Alexander. Where is Alexander? he will tell me if that's close? Where is it? North New York or like, South New York.
4: I think it's uh, north of New York, uh, but um, it's nice. It, it gets better. Ways, just, just wait. Lots of friends and neighbors, and uh, and I have a lovely family.
3: Oh, I love that! I love that! You're so cute. Yes. And how long have you been watching ASMR for?
4: Um, since I was 16 years old.
3: <laughs> and how old are you now?
4: Nineteen.
3: Oh, for three years. Oh, that's amazing.
4: And um may I?
3: Yes, me, me what? Oh, oh, hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. <Happy laughs> oh, hello. Oh,
4: hello. oh hello. hi. 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 Happy Halloween. Happy uh, <laughs> Halloween. Happy
3: Halloween. Is- oh my god. Oh, so oh who's the dog? Oh, who's the dog? <laughs> this is Sophia, everybody. <laughs> oh, she's, Oh, she's so cute. How old is she? 13. Oh, wow. Oh, she's, oh, she's a normal girl she's still quite like she quite likes her walks and things still she
4: she's, she's a terrier so she's got still lots of energy she's like a
3: team oh i love that oh she's beautiful give her a kiss from me
4: <laughs> yes oh so, uh. uh, that's uh those are my parents and my
3: Oh. Uh. Oh um, thank you. And I love it. I love it so much. Oh
4: uh... is <laughs> well, so lovely? so lovely. Um... Are you all right, Lucy? <laughs> <I> just, <laughs>
3: I'm just, I'm just having a little cry. I'm just, it's, it's, no, no, you're no, no, real good, real good, real good. I'm just, I'm just, I just, I just. I just it's just oh it's such a nice experience it's it's emotional. Just, I'm just having yeah That's really emotional <laughs> um oh, but it's oh been, good it's been so lovely <laughs> uh, we're going to speak to some of the people now if that's all right if that's all right <laughs> is that okay <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah okay oh, <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> gonna
4: die <laughs> <laughs> hold
3: on all right and <laughs>
0: um.
2: Real quick, Marnie, I want to hear your thoughts on this, but my husband, I watched this last week, that video, and we spent like an hour deconstructing our thoughts on it. (laughs) But I'd like to, no, we spent like a long time because my husband showed it to me because he wanted to see what my reaction was.
0: Absolutely brutal black pill. It's
2: over for free. It's over. (laughs) Marnie, did you think that the girls were being exceptionally like rude or hateful to the guy no. <laughs> Look at it. <her>. Okay, <laughs> your volume a little. Me? Oh no! Oh, there, there we go.
3: Okay. Did you? Um,
2: no, I thought first off I don't know either of them, so I, I need a baseline. I thought they were trying to be very kind, especially the one in the center, the Scottish farmers. Yeah. I don't know either of them. It seemed like the situation was so funny that she started laughing, and they were building on one another's laughter. Right. I thought the girl on the far left—I guess Lucy is her name—I thought she was being a little like she was disengaging from the conversation, which I but thought. Was she was a little bit
1: more rude. She seemed bitchier than the one in the middle. But the one—the one, the one yeah, in the middle was the trying to be the kind. the one in the middle
2: seemed genuinely interested. Like she was asking about the dog and all that. But also the thing that I think a lot of people didn't realize—they were drinking alcohol. When you're drunk, like I'm a giggler yeah. when I drink. So, I'm not like a mean drunk. I'm like a silly drunk. So yeah. I'm the kind of person I'll laugh when someone falls, and it's not cause I mean it's because I'm fucking drunk because you're drunk. exactly. Yeah. I, I'm just well, very confused.
1: How does over. this prove anything that we're all bitches? And well, it's then,
0: so the theory is they just couldn't contain their laughter because he's so ugly. That's oh that's well, then that's
1: so something wrong with the people who were making that assessment.
0: Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I agree. I I, th- I, agree with what you're saying in the sense that like there's those situations where you're with a friend and something awkward is happening and you can tell one of them is trying not to laugh and you don't even know why you're trying not to laugh. You just know that you are. And that makes it so much funnier. Right. Exactly. But, oh, I didn't, yeah, f- I didn't was, find that it that bit.
1: bitchy. I mean, the truth is He was, I'm not really sure what he was saying, but he was kind of awkward. And then he's showing his parents. I
2: don't know what kind of podcast this was, but like, why are you showing me your parents and your dog? I think they're two popular ASMR channels, and he is like one of their biggest fans. So they had a live stream where they allowed fans to join. I believe that was kind of the predication of. That was kind of what I was told. Ah, yeah, but I it's thought. weird. I
0: mean, she's wearing like uh you know, like a leather like
2: uh, like, like latex. Yeah, yeah, yeah they were getting you know, t- t- left at out, one point. Like and it's like yeah. Here's well, my parents, was you know. Oh, it's like, like being all sexy with the pillow. Like I didn't um, see that as
1: an example of this is why only good looking guys. Yeah, oh, that's what you could you be honest, if there was a really good looking guy that was being that him? kind of weird, I would have done the same thing. I'd be like, um,
2: mm, something. Yeah. It, it was, I thought it was a silly situation and I yeah. think yeah, so. Um, All of it's
1: weird. I, I feel I bad for be, the incel guys. I had this, um, it, I'll, he's a friend of mine actually so he what was it called the Angry MGTOW was is his name? Um, he was a, a big speaker in the MGTOW community and when he reached out for me to be on his podcast I looked up MGTOW. I had never heard that of MGTOW before. That name sounds familiar.
0: I think I remember it, that it Yeah, well he, yeah. he stopped
1: because he got like threats after he decided to leave MGTOW. He was like really mm. big in MGTOW. They are, they're um, like
0: crabs in a bucket those people. They're they're the kind of people like if you tell a MGTOW oh I just got married, you know they're like secretly hoping your marriage fails. Oh yeah. Because they, sure. they oh, want to like, validate their world. I'm going to bring you know the juice to
2: Marty's
0: uh, sorry to interrupt you, but
2: no, that's
1: okay. I like hearing this stuff about other people's experiences. Yeah. But when I looked at MGTOW, it, men going their own way, I was like, "That sounds great. Okay, you're fed up with that's women. Right. You want go your own way, do your own thing. <laughs> yeah. Sounds fantastic. Be exactly yeah, live I your thought. life. Go be with other men. Enjoy yourself. Build a house. I don't know. Use a hammer." That's wonderful. And then when I got on with him, I was like, this is not what you're talking about. You're angry. Like you're really angry. And then the comments were were horrible that they were making. And I was, I just, I didn't, this is the thing we are talking about the comments in the very beginning. I don't get angry at those comments. I get really sad at those comments because that just means that people are in a lot of pain and they're lashing out at me or whatever they can. But Like the MGTOW people, the incel people, it's all just anger. They sadly have had negative experiences with women. And some women are cruel. When we're younger, we're all cruel to each other. Girls were mean to me. Boys were mean to me. I was mean to girls. I was mean to boys. We're all assholes when we're younger. Like if we mean it or if we don't mean it, we've hurt somebody at some point. And a lot of these people have been hurt over and over and over again. And they get hurt at home too over and over and over again. So they have all of this
2: built up in them, and then they're just I angry at the world. That's the other problem. Is it's very easy for a lot of these. Well, women do it too, but right now we're talking about men. For them to say, "This is my current situation," and everybody's shitting on me everywhere I go. But that's what they sweet. don't realize is just because that girl over there is really pretty and guys are hitting on her, that doesn't mean she's not hurting or she didn't come from some shit situation herself. Right. And they don't realize that, like what you said earlier, that I was that my reaction to men was based on like either past experiences or experiences I've heard of. Yeah. I think a lot of these guys don't realize that as fucked up as our situation is, our culture right now and where we've come, women have been part of that too. Like women have been yeah. affected by that as well. Um, I, I totally agree. I with have you. like a couple of more questions, but I think I'll ask you when I go on your podcast. Okay. Cause they have I to do with to... feminism.
0: Oh, I wanted to but, ask real quick. Uh, why did the angry make leave make Do you know, did he just, he, did he meet a woman? And get I honestly or?
1: think it was from our friendship and <laughs> I'm telling you it was because I had him on my podcast and I think I talked to him like women haven't talked to him in a long time. I didn't let his anger phase me and I kept seeing good in him and I think that was the start for him shifting to a new place. He has a crazy background. He like survived cancer twice. He had abuse in his family. Like there's so many negatives that happened in his life. And I think maybe I was one of the first women to be nice to him. And I think that that had him see things differently. I'm taking the credit for myself. I'm only saying this because (laughs) after our interview is when things started to change. So I feel like I was a part of it or the start of it. I don't know. But then when he decided to leave the Maytown community, he was getting death threats. It it was really, really bad. He had to like go to Mexico and hide out for a little bit. Um, It was a very bad situation. Because those incel and people are angry people.
0: They want to pick on somebody who argues
1: against their beliefs yeah that's
0: cool that's like what that's like something i'd like to do is like convert an incel or make tell somebody that's, I think well, that's well, a in real so. feather in your hat well like when they you don't convert them but you get them you just get them a, a girlfriend you know that's use how your, you use your cooter okay. to stop the shooter yeah, there you ever you heard go. That, Marnie? see i Marnie, love Marnie, that you know, you i've never
2: heard,
1: heard that? that before but i love it so,
0: yeah. Somebody put a comment, they said, can't get laid, go build a barn. And I think they're being kind of like mocking, you know, but unironically, if you could build yeah. a barn, that would really help you meet a woman. That'd be I, I t- Actually, that's exactly like what I was had. thinking you know when saying? you just said that.
2: Like, I would yeah. be like, whoa, you just
1: build a barn? That's really yeah. sexy.
2: <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of Well, okay, why you do you do. think so many guys learn how to play um, piano or guitar, or they learn some like woodworking skill, or they learn a foreign language. Um, Yeah, a lot of them they do it so they can be interesting and stand out like in in the book, uh, Neil Strauss's book, um, the game, the game, that one, one of the things he taught I read that like years ago, Um, that Oh, so that's Marnie. That's why I avoided men. Because I read a bunch of pickup artist books. And I followed you're gonna avoid men if you read those books. (laughs) That was it. In fact, my husband and I were ta- like, we, he's been like my therapist. <laughs> it's funny cause like, I've been able to like, understand why I've done things that I've done yeah. at times. Cause there was really no reason. Cause I wasn't like, there were a lot of things that I did that I was overly cautious when there was really no reason to be. Um, anyway, but yeah, I read the game and they were talking about like how you learn a card trick. So you're the guy in the bar that's like different. Yeah. And so I think I was very cynical. And whenever I'd see a guy like that, I was like, oh, fuck that guy. He only knows that skill so he can get laid like so I didn't realize but most realize- women are like that
1: so I um, what were they called the suicide girls do you ever hear of those Yeah. The radio so anyway so the suicide girls uh, one of the editors there I became friends with when I was on their podcast and she was telling the stories of like the heyday of the pickup artists where she would her and her friends would like go to the clubs and they'd have five guys come up to them and say the same line and do the same routine and they were over it after the th- the first few times they're like oh tell me about this I want, I want to hear this stuff it's interesting Interesting, and then they would say, like every night they were getting the same thing happening because pickup artists would go to these same five clubs or whatever, and with their students, and they'd practice their materials. Like yeah. I think at the end of the day, while people are learning this stuff, or some people, they need crutches. I I used to be very against lines and routines, but I'm I'm much more warmed up to people using what they need to get comfortable first, yeah. and then they can be themselves afterwards. As long as they're not spitting out lines that aren't congruent with who they are or telling stories that make absolutely no sense for them and lying, yeah, there's nothing wrong with having a few lines up your sleeves. I I have things that I repeatedly say over and over again because I know that they get a laugh. Like, I'll go into the elevator and say the same thing almost every time. Like, shh, okay. (laughs) Like, nobody make a sound. I'll just, because sometimes it gets a laugh and sometimes it doesn't, and then it makes me laugh. And there's nothing wrong with doing something that works that gets a response from people because it builds up your confidence and it it builds up your conversation muscle, I think. Yeah.
2: Um, Do you think that part of the reason why you were able to get respect from some of the guys um, like at the conferences, the guys like the pickup artists at the top is because they realize that you're not the girl who's trying to be popular because there there are girls who try to give dating advice, but they wear a push-up bra and they like, try to pretend that they're in their mid twenties when they're really like in their late thirties and right. they're, they're trying to act like they're intelligent about women, but in reality they just want guys to like them. Uh, do you think that maybe the, I, cause I think that's kind of the one thing that I've seen that's different about you. Cause when he said, Oh, we're going to invite this girl on. She's a, the wing girl. I was like, Oh, it's going right, to be like, one I'll of these agree. girls. I, listen to this I was girl. like, Oh, okay. I'm prepared. Oh, come on. We've talked to John McAfee. Like right. I'm like nobody, well, yeah, I think people <laughs> like
1: me, and my advice resonates with people. they see that you're genuine, yeah, that's what that's like the number one comment that I get every single time. It's like I you know I was looking at all these other pickup artist sites, and I saw you, and I was like, she knows what she's talking about. She's not trying to sell me on something, and she's genuine, and i I think that's why. I resonate with so many guys. And I, I really think my advice is really good. I'm not giving the typical BS advice that girls give. I, I'm, I'm going below the surface to explain where attraction comes from and how people can learn and earn the skills to attract people, women, on their own in a way that works for them and for the women as well. So I think my advice is good and that it works for, for people as well.
0: Nice. And uh, for people who are looking for more of that advice, I put the link to Marnie's YouTube channel in the description. So you can check that out. Go watch the video. Thank sub. You. Uh, do you have anything else you want to plug here, Marnie?
1: No, go to my website, go to my YouTube channel, see if my advice resonates with you and then go try things, go practice, use it, try it for 30 days. And I, I promise you it'll, yeah. it'll change the responses that you get from women.
0: Nice. Yeah. Uh, well, great. Thanks for talking to us. That was a pleasure. I, I agree with everything Annika said. You seem very genuine and uh, I find myself agreeing with the things you're saying. Oh, so, yeah, I got so you. It, was good. it was a good time. All right. Uh, and everybody, thanks for watching. Hit the like button, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Uh, Subscribe if you haven't already. And we will catch you guys all on the flip side. Peace out.